copy of God's Word, I want you to go to Genesis 14, verse 17 to 24. I want to talk this morning on this thought, God Most High. How many understand that He is God Most High, or He is the Most High God? That He is above all others. Amen. And let me say while you're finding that, while everybody's getting ready, you will exalt Him of your own choice. Or there will come a day where every knee will bow and confess Jesus as Lord. Amen? There is coming a day where everyone on this earth will acknowledge that He is God. Right now they may rebel, right now they may try to run and do their own thing, but there's coming a day where everyone will acknowledge that He is God, that He is Lord. They'll bow down and confess Him, that He is Lord. Amen? Genesis 14, look beginning at verse number 17. After his return from the defeat of Chador, Laomer, and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shava, that is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Aner, Eshcol, and Memory take their share. Let's pray. Father, today we're thankful for your presence and we're thankful for this time to come to your word. And I ask now, God, that you would work through your word. I know you've promised that it will not return void. And so, God, now I I pray that the power of the word will do its work in our hearts and in our lives. And I pray that you would touch my mind, that I could think clearly. And I ask, God, that you would touch my lips, that I could say those things that need to be said. And Father, for everything that's accomplished in this place today, we'll be sure to give you the praise and glory and honor for it all. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Abraham has just returned from rescuing Lot, and immediately he is met by two kings. He's met by the king of Sodom and by Melchizedek, the king of Salem. However, this morning, I don't want to focus on either of these two kings or even on Abraham. And in all honesty, I could come and preach on Melchizedek, and he is a a strange character in the Bible. The Bible doesn't have a whole lot to say about him. But this morning, I want to focus on, on God. Four times in the passage, we read the words, God Most High. And this is the first mention of God as God Most High. In the Bible. This is the name El Elyon in Hebrew. It refers to God as being totally sovereign and absolutely supreme. It expresses the exaltedness and overwhelming majesty of God. It also signifies His supremacy as God over all other gods. This means that our God is the highest God. He is the exalted God. He is the strongest of 
the strong. And I want to remind us today that there is no one like our God. There is no one that can compare with Him. There is no other category or class that you can put God in. He is all by Himself. He is God alone. He is above all others. Deuteronomy 32, 39 says, See now that I, even I am He, and there is no God beside me. I kill and make alive, I wound and heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Isaiah 44 and 6 also bears out this truth. It says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and the last. Besides me there is no God. In Psalm 97 verse 9, the psalmist says, For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Listen, there is no one higher than our God. We may live in a world where people worship their false gods and worship their false idols and they want to claim this God as their own and claim that God as their own. But I've come today to tell you today there is only one God and His name is Jehovah. There is only one God and His name is Jesus. There is only one God and He is God Most High. There is nobody higher than Him. There is nobody more lovely than Him. There is nobody more beautiful than Him. He is God all by Himself. He doesn't need your approval. He doesn't need my approval. And let me just say this. He didn't get voted on the throne and he can't get voted off the throne. The White House can't impeach him and the White House can't overthrow him. He is God all by himself. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is God most high. Now you might be said, preacher, you said a mouthful there, but what does that mean for me? How does that truth of God being the Most High affect my life? Three things I want to give you today. Number one, all my needs will be supplied. All my needs will be supplied. Look there again at verse number 19. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God, Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And then verse 21 to 24 reads, The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Aner, Eshko, and Memory take their share. Melchizedek tells Abram that he is blessed by God Most High. And when the king of Sodom comes along, he offers the spoils from the battle to Abraham, and Abraham refuses. Abraham has learned about accepting the wealth of the world and he now knows that God will supply his needs. Abraham recognizes that God Most High is the source of his blessings. He knows that God Most High is the one who has taken care of him in the past and will continue to take care of him in the future. He now understands that God will honor his word and keep his promise to bless him. You'll remember back in chapter 12 that God said, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I'll curse those that curse you. But God said, hey, I'm going to take care of you. In fact, you get into Genesis chapter 15 and God tells him, I'll be your exceeding great reward. Abraham understands that God is his provider, that God is his source, that God is his 
bless her. I want to tell us today that God Most High is our source of blessing. That God Most High will take care of us and He is the source of everything that we have. You don't have anything that God did not give you. Everything you own, everything you possess, it came from God. You might say, well, pastor, I worked and I earned my money and I have it because I went out and did a good thing. Here's the thing. God gave you the life to work and God gave you the job you have and the means to go out and do it. God is the source of all blessings. And that means that God will meet the need. Every time something comes along in your life and mine, if you follow Him, look to Him, God will supply and take care of His people because He is the Most High God. Philippians 4.19 says, My God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How many needs does it tell us He'll meet? Every need. Every need. All needs. Big needs. Little needs. All needs. He's going to take care of every need. I believe He can take care of financial needs. He can take care of spiritual needs. He can take care of physical needs. He can take care of emotional needs. Our God Most High is the supplier of our needs. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, Paul says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God will take care of us. Amen? And then I like what David tells us in Psalm 37, 25, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. God, Most High, takes care of His people. He owns it all. Amen? He owns everything. And as I've already said, everything we have comes from Him. And I believe today that God has an abundant supply to take care of every need. And I don't know what you're walking here with today. I don't know what you're struggling with. But I know that God Most High can take care of you. You might need a touch in your body, but God Most High can take care of you. You, you. you might have more month than you got money, but I believe God Most High can take care of you. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Just think about when we get to heaven. He paved the very streets with gold. What we consider valuable down here, He put as asphalt in heaven. God Most High can take care of His people. He supplies our needs. He'll make sure that we never lack for anything. You know, that's what David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'll lack for nothing. And we can say the same thing today. I'm not going to promise you that you're going to have all that you want, but I promise you, you'll have all that you need. Because God most high will see to it. He's not going to meet your greed, but He will certainly meet your need. God Most High supplies everything we need. But there's a second truth I want to give you this morning. All my enemies will be defeated. Because He is God Most High, because He is above all others, because He is the strongest of the strong, all my enemies will be defeated. Look at verse 20. It says, Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Melchizedek, he reminds Abraham that he achieved victory because God Most High was on his side. Abraham's victory wasn't won because of a great military strategy or because Abraham's great army 
and fighting skills. Abraham only had 318 men in his household. You could only do so much with 318 people against thousands of people. But God gave him victory. He was victorious because God Most High was on his side. And God delivered his enemies into his hands. Hear me today. God Most High will also give us victory over our enemies. He will fight our battles and deliver us from the hand of the enemy. With God on our side, victory is certain. I can tell you from reading God's Word from front to back that God has never lost a battle and God never will. And I just want to remind you today that we are in a battle. We have an enemy. We have an adversary that wants to oppose us and wants to come against us. But I'm telling you that if we'll put on the whole armor of God and if we'll pray in the Spirit and if we'll take the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God, we can be victorious. God has given us everything we need to fight and be victorious. In fact, sometimes you don't even have to put up a fight because God Most High will fight for you. Sometimes you just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Just stand still and watch God bring you through. Stand still and watch your enemy fall before you. In fact, let me just say something to somebody here today. The reason some of you haven't experienced victory yet is because you're still trying to fight in your own strength instead of letting God fight for you. And until you stop trying to fight in the flesh and fight on your own, God can't fight. You might say, preacher, I don't like the sound of that, but here's the thing. We can limit God if we aren't careful. Because... It's not about how strong you are, but how strong He is. He's the strongest of the strong. And I promise you right now, you may not see the spiritual battle taking place around you, but there is a spiritual battle taking place around you. And I promise you, there's more on our side than more on the enemy's side. Amen? We've got an army that surrounds us and we might not be able to see them, but we've got an army that surrounds us and is ready to fight for us and ready to go to the devil and bring back things that he's taken for us if we'll understand that God most high will fight for us. Listen, he can dispatch angels and give you victory in your life if you'll learn how to sometimes stand still and let God move. I know we can't do that. It's hard for us. We get impatient. We want things done quickly. Sometimes you just have to be still and know that He is God. Amen? Listen to Psalm 59 verse 10. My God in His steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. He's always caused us to be triumphant. How? In Christ Jesus. That's how we're victorious. First John would tell us that it is our faith that overcomes the world. Listen to Psalm 18 verse 3. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Psalm 18 verse 17 to 19. He rescued me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me for they were too mighty for me. Can I tell you, you're no match for the devil by yourself but God is greater than he is. In fact, John would tell us greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Listen, I have a warrior on the inside of me. I have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. He's greater than any enemy that I'll ever face in life. It says, they confronted me in the day of my calamity but the Lord was my support. He brought me into a broad place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. Do you understand that God delights in you? 
He'll give you victory and He'll bring rescue because He delights in you. He's the apple of your, you're the apple of His eye. Amen? And then look at 18, verse 46 to 48. The Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me. Who rescued me from my enemies. Yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. God Most High will stand with you and fight. And when you feel like you can't put up a fight, stand still and He'll fight. When you're worn out and weary, when you're tired and feel as though you can't go on, when you're battle-worn and you're, you're wounded and bruised and scarred and you don't think you can do anything else to keep going, just stand still and God Most High, He'll begin to fight on your behalf. In fact, let me just say this. When Jesus died on the cross, He won victory for us. And we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. It's already been done. And now God Most High will fight and He will deliver. As I've already said, He's never lost a battle and He never will. No matter what enemy's coming your way today, God can give you victory. It might be the enemy of sickness, but God can give you victory over sickness. It might be the enemy of not enough finances, but God can fight on your behalf and meet the need. God will give us victory. There's one final truth I want to give you today. And it's simply this. All my life will be monitored. All of my life will be monitored. I believe that Abraham's life was being monitored and watched over by God Most High. The text doesn't say this, but the name God Most High implies this. God Most High at its core means that God is sovereign. He is in absolute control. He knows everything that is going on. You see, we live in a world that may feel like no one's in control. But we have to remember that God Most High has perfect control over all that happens in the world. Nothing happens that He doesn't allow or permit. In fact, Satan can't do anything unless God allows him to do it. Here's what Kay Arthur said about the sovereignty of God. She said, if God is not sovereign, if He is not in control, if all things are not under His dominion, then He is not the Most High. And you and I are either in the hands of fate, whatever that is, in the hands of men, or in the hands of the devil. You see... If He's not God Most High, our lives are either left up to chance, fate, or some other force. But I believe our lives are being watched over and planned by a sovereign Creator. I believe that God is watching over us. I believe that God is overseeing the affairs of our life. And I believe that God has a plan for us. Listen to Psalm 139 verse 16. It says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. God has a plan. And according to this verse, our days were written down and planned before a single one began. And you're probably wondering, well, Pastor, what about free will? What about my responsibility to choose? Here's how I'm going to answer that. If your life was totally left up to you and your choices, how well do you think you do in life? 
Do you really think you would have gotten this far if it was all about you and there was nobody watching over? Again, I don't understand predestination and God choosing and man's responsibility. But I believe the Bible teaches both. And I'm not saying that we don't have the freedom to choose. We do have the freedom to choose. And here's the thing, when you choose, you're going to suffer the consequences or you're going to enjoy the blessings. But I believe that God hasn't left our lives to chance. I believe that if you're a child of God, that if you're following Him, looking to Him, that He's not leaving your life to chance, that God hadn't put you on this earth and taken His hands off and just said, okay, here you go. I believe God's got a plan. In fact, you read the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, you'll find that God is always choosing and predetermining things to happen. He chose Noah. Why Noah? He chose Abraham. Why Abraham? And let me remind you that when He called Abraham to leave the earth of the Chaldees and go to the place, the land of Canaan, Abraham was a pagan idolater when He called him. But yet he chose Abraham. Why him above everybody else? Why did God choose Israel over all the other nations? Read the Bible. God's always predetermining and choosing. Again, I can't wrap my head around all of it. I believe God predestines things, predetermines things. I believe God decrees things. Let me just say this. When God decrees something to happen, it's going to happen. And there's no force, no demon in hell, no person that can stop what God wants to do. Amen? Because He is God most high. And so, because He is God most high, I believe He's watching over my life. I believe my life is being monitored. In fact, let me just talk about the death of Jesus for a moment. The death of Jesus was planned before the world began. We read the Bible and we think, we get to Genesis and that's what we've been studying. When we read the Bible and God created the heaven and the earth, He put Adam and Eve in the garden and they made a choice to sin and that somehow ruined God's plan. No, God already had a plan before the world it was ever established. Why? Because God's always watching over things and predetermining and choosing things. Let's, let's look at Scripture, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 to 20, looking at the death of Jesus. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose Him as your ransom long before the world began, but now in these last days He has been revealed for your sake. Very plain. He chose Him before the world began. Acts 2.23 this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. And then look at the next scripture, Acts 4, 27, 28. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. Look at verse 28. To do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Notice that God predestined that they crucified Jesus, but it was the people who were responsible. God determined it, and He used man to carry it out. Who's in control, really? 
God's in control. The Most High is in control. Again, I can't fully wrap my head around all of it. God's predetermined things, decreed things to happen. I can't really wrap my mind around the fact that we have free will and, and, and can choose and have a responsibility. But I believe the Bible teaches both. You can't get away from it. There's this tension in Scripture where it shows both. I believe God's involved in our lives. And I believe there are things that He has predetermined to take place. And that might scare you. That might make you mad. And that might mess up your theology today. But when you read the Bible, I believe God has decreed certain things to happen because He is God Most High and it will happen. He's got a plan. And if God has a plan for my life, your life, guess what? Nothing can stop it. If God has a plan for your life, nothing can stop it. Well, preacher, I can make my choices and I can stop the plan of God. Not if God's determined it. I can show you the life of Abraham. Remember in Genesis 12? There was a famine in the land and he went down to Egypt. Was he supposed to go to Egypt? No. Was that God's will for his life? No. But God intervened, didn't he? And brought him out of Egypt back to Canaan. Abraham made a choice, didn't he? Made the wrong choice. But God sovereignly intervened and used Abram's wrong choice to bring him back to the place where he's supposed to be. I know some of you looking at me like, preacher, you're crazy. But you see it in the Bible. You see, if God has determined something, He can take our bad choices and we'll reap the consequences for it, but it's still going to come to pass. And He'll just use the bad choices and bring us back to where we need to be. Jonah said, I'm not going to preach to the Ninevites. I'll go down to Tarshish. I'll flee the presence of God. And what happened by the fourth chapter, He's done preached to them and they're saved. And God was gracious. Why? Because God determined the Ninevites were going to hear the gospel. And Jonah was going to be the man that do it. I know this is deep water theologically. But it's in the Bible. He's God most high. He's watching over our lives. You see, if Satan could have stopped me from ever preaching the gospel, why didn't he? Because all my life has been monitored by God. Jeremiah was told, before you ever formed in the womb of your mother, I knew you, and ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. What do you do with it? You have to accept it. You might not like it, but you have to accept what's in the book. Amen? You have to accept what's in the book. This is not me trying to stretch things and, 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 and wrestle things out of context. Just, just read the book. And you'll find out that God's Working. Even when we look like we've messed up, even when we look like we've blown it, God's working out His plan. That's why I believe our sons and daughters that may have wandered back into the world can come back to Him because God's monitoring their life and watching over it. Because He doesn't lose any that belong to Him. And if you're a parent today, you're a grandparent today that have kids living in the world that, have, that are once on fire for God serving Him, 
that ought to bring comfort to you knowing that God's watching over their life. That right now they might be a prodigal and they'll find themselves in the pig pen but they'll come to their senses and realize I've got a father at home. I've got a father at home that I can go back to. Why? Because God most high is watching over their life. I see some of you looking at me today. Well, preacher, I got here on my own. You ain't get here on your own. You ain't get here because you were strong enough to, to get here by yourself. You got here because God was watching over you. Because if, you'd, if, you, give, if, you, if you wanted to give up, you'd already given up, but you're still here. And you've got some bumps and bruises along the way and you've got some days where you, you, you didn't have it all together and you've got some days where you may have went to the right or to the left but guess what? You're still here today. Why? Because God Most High was watching over your life. I feel Him this morning. See, the reality is I could have disqualified myself years ago but God was watching over my life. Amen? He doesn't lose His people. What He begins, He finishes. And again, that might scare you, it might make you mad, but what it ought to do is bring you comfort. But even when we, I'll just say the word, but even when we screw up, God's plan can still prevail. Amen. It brings comfort to me that no God's watching over me. That I may have a bad day, but it, it, it doesn't disqualify qualify me from God doing His plan and His work in my life. Yes, I'll have to suffer for my bad choices, but God's purpose is going to be fulfilled. You can't stop the plan of God from being fulfilled because He is God most high. I believe God will intervene in our lives. I believe sometimes He intervenes before we make the wrong choices, but I believe sometimes He allows us to make the bad choices and then He intervenes afterwards to get us back on track. But God is monitoring our life. So in closing, how can we apply this message to our lives today? Number one, we should express gratitude for all of His blessings in our lives. All of our needs will be met because He is God Most High. So we should be thankful. We should be grateful for all of His blessings in our lives. But secondly, we should never fear any circumstance or enemy that we have to face. Listen, there's nobody bigger than your God. There's nobody greater than Him. I believe when you say the name Jesus, all of hell begins to tremble. So you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in worry. But thirdly, we can trust our all-knowing God for the unknown future. We don't know what hangs around the corner tomorrow. We don't know what's going to show up next week. We don't know what's going to come next month. Our future is uncertain, but I promise you, it's not uncertain with God. He knows because He is God Most High. And we can trust Him with our future because He's watching over our life. Amen. I want you to stand with me this morning.